Hi, all It's Erica Jones with the Healing Revolution podcast, and it's been a minute since I spoke with you. I've been going through a lot with my injuries that happened in November, finding out I need knee surgery, thinking it's three months out. In reality, it's next week now, Uh, and there's been a lot of life happening, and It's interesting to think about all the things that I had prepared to share with you Um, and some recordings I actually did. I recorded a video, I recorded a couple audios, and I hit up on some tech issues, some challenges. I lost uh, some of the recordings. There's just stuff that happens. And it's interesting because I've really committed to learning to hold my business in a lighter way. I am very Virgo. I tend to be a perfectionist. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. I have really had a rigid way of holding my business and I believed I had to do everything myself. I believed that I needed to do all of the things. I needed to do them all well. I want to show up consistently for my clients, for my commitments, for my work, for myself, for my family. And the reality is that life has not been normal. And not only have I been dealing with this injury, but this has been an opportunity to really examine my entire life, all the different aspects of how I live and work. Uh, What is great? What isn't ideal, where I love my life, where I'd like things to change and, um, and still show up and do the work that I'm called to do. And I know in my heart that speaking and teaching and sharing on a larger scale to a larger audience on a podcast, on a newsletter, these are all things that speak to my soul that feel important and true to me. And I've been in it and I refuse to force myself to operate in ways that are actively harmful to my life. And I've committed to learning to hold my business in a lighter way, to create systems and structures that allow support to come in. And the reality is that all of those aren't in place yet. So as I move forward and as I'm moving through this entire healing and shifting and changing and rebirth, reorganizing uh, my approach, recommitting to things that are really important to me, I've realized that I've tried to hold on to all of this old stuff while also creating a new way of being. Now, this is where I feel like it's relevant for so many people because almost everyone I know in the last year or two has gone through tremendous change. They've awakened to a new awareness about themselves, about how they operate in the world, how they exist in their partnerships, their family dynamics, their relationships, their work, their businesses, across the board, people are really 
more self-aware than ever before. They're really looking to heal and unravel and unwind old patterns, old paradigms. They're looking to create something new. But the thing about that is I've been envisioning this old me and this new me. Um, And a couple weeks ago, I had this great uh, message I wanted to share with you about doubt. And what I realized was we, the vision I had was two paths. And I, I need to commit to which path I'm taking. Um, Because if you're trying to walk and straddle two paths, it slows you down. You can't move forward efficiently. You're bouncing back and forth between two options. And the message I got was that I needed to commit. But when I looked at like what these two paths were, it wasn't where I was going, was who I was being. And what I realized is one path is old and familiar. It's well-worn. It is the path that I could walk with my eyes closed because I've lived a lot of my life this way, with this mindset, with these set of beliefs, with these these visions of what is possible for me, the rules I have for my engagement in my life. And I have this well-worn path. But then on this other side, I'm desiring to create something new. I'm desiring to hold business. I've been a self-employed or business owner for decades now, 15 years, maybe, um, maybe more. And I am wanting to leverage my time, my energy, my resources in a different way. I'm desiring to go from focusing on just working one-on-one with people to really sharing in writing and creating and courses. I have a new journal that's coming out. I wrote a chapter for a book. I have this podcast and this newsletter that I'm pouring into and, and wanting to grow so that I can reach more people because in my heart and soul, I feel like I'm on a mission to help create change in the world and to help bring healing to the people. So I have, I can't reach lots of people on my own. I need systems. I need support structures. I need people to help me do the tasks that aren't in my zone of genius so that I can stay doing the things that are most impactful for me to do. But I've also realized that my family is such a key component of this. And being a mom, an entrepreneur, having my own business, there's kind of this built-in conflict of like, I need to support my family and my business can take me away from my family. So how can I create a business and a structure and a system that allows me to show up in the spaces and places that matter most to my heart while doing impactful work that I love, while not sacrificing my health and well-being and mental capacity in the process. And so when I look at these two paths, there's the well-worn old habits and patterns, and then there's this entirely new way of being that I don't even really know how to do yet. I don't know how to be this version of myself that's not a perfectionist, that 
has systems and support that has a team or has other professionals to help me with different tasks in my business. I don't have all of this set up yet. And so my path, my second path, it's like this overgrown jungle path that I need a machete to chop through in order to make my way there. And so when I'm feeling motivated and clear and centered and good, I am ambitious. I'm adventurous. I'm ready for carving out a new way. I'm ready to dedicate myself to that. But there are days when I'm tired and I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed and the old path is easy. It's known. I don't have to think about it. That's my default. That's where I go to. And so what I realized in this doubt of doubting my path, doubting my choices, is really am I committed? What version of myself am I committed to being? Now, I feel like that all plays into this. Because if you're committed to being a new version of yourself, the old version of you maybe carries all these expectations, all these rules of engagement, all the ways that I'm supposed to show up in my family, all the ways that I'm supposed to interact with my extended family, all the commitments that I've made, all the things I'm supposed to participate in, um, the rules of how I run my day, all of these things are these old ways. Now the new version of you, the one that's emerging, this new version maybe that doesn't show up in toxic relationships anymore, that demands empowerment and respect and, and is pouring into finding like worth in yourself and you want to be in relationships with people that treat you well. Well, there's new boundaries. There's new rules of engagement that need to fit with the new version of you. But when there's so much happening at once, you're carrying all the old expectations and now you've added all these new expectations, it's just too much. It's so hard to carry all of that. Already our old lives weren't serving us in some way. And if you're a woman or a mom or a business owner, odds are you've overgiven. Odds are it's way easier for you to take care of others than to be taken care of. Odds are there's an imbalance in energy in your relationships. You know, odds are there are ways that you don't feel worthy in yourself that you're trying to earn love, earn affection, earn respect, earn your place. Because we live in this world that tells us that we're here to be of service. And while many of us have a heart to serve, we can't serve when we're depleted. We can't serve when we're exhausted. There's no reciprocity when we're giving and giving and giving and never receiving. And so when you're carrying so much already and then you're trying to change and add all of this new into your life, there's a time to put it down. And that can feel really hard. But until you can pause and stop the spiral, stop the stress cycle, stop the overgiving, stop the 
everyone in my life is demanding of me and I'm perpetually exhausted. Like we have to put it all down and then get clear on where we're going, who we want to be, what path we're choosing for ourselves. And then we can start to prepare for that. And it's almost like packing for a trip. Say I'm going to the Himalayas. I'm going to need to prepare very differently than if I'm going to Hawaii or if I'm going to hike Machu Picchu. Like, you need the things, the systems, the structures, the habits, the boundaries, You need to allocate your time and your energy in different ways, depending on where you're going, depending on what you want and what you're creating. And so I've been in a place of there are things in my life that I love and things in my work that I love that I haven't been consistent with. And the gift of this time being injured and not being able to physically do as much has changed that I don't run as many groups. I haven't done any events. I'm not doing as much embodied movement. I'm not doing as much body work. I'm still doing coaching. I'm still writing and creating. But even that in these last few weeks, I haven't been able to show up for, for one reason or another, or I did show up and then there was an issue. There was a problem You know, there's some tech thing that's going on and I could have sacrificed my family time, time for me to rest and take care of myself, time for me to address some of my medical stuff that's going on. Like I could have really forced myself to like show up for my commitment, get the podcast recorded, get the newsletter written and done it. But the fact is that the new version of me that I am pouring into, that I'm working to cultivate, the new path that I'm taking does not include exhaustion and self-sacrifice, period. I am not going to live and work that way anymore. No. I do not yet have the systems and structures where I have a podcast editor that I can call and say, hey, I had an issue. Help me out with this. I have not yet been in the flow of this creation long enough to have episodes banked and prepared in advance. I look forward to the day when those systems and structures exist that I might lean on them, that I can show up consistently in my business and also have it be lighter on my shoulders and also be able to flow with life. But I'm not there yet. And so I had to face this real choice of, do I still show up? Do I still make this happen? Do I force this? 
I know how to force. I know how to hustle. I know how to grind it out. I know how to work hard. I know how to work at night when my family's sleeping. I know how to stay late. I know how to do those things. In the last month and a half, I've also had three kids in basketball every night of the week. I've had sick kids. Uh, Three were sick initially, then two had bronchitis, then that just lingered. There's been life. And it's interesting to be in the position to be creating a new way of living and not really knowing how to do it yet. And that's where I'm at right now. And this is my invitation to you is there's, there's big astrological changes this March, right? There's Saturn moving into Pisces from Aquarius. So Saturn is very much about structures and rigidity. And this is a big transition because I think it happens once every several years. Saturn moves signs and it was in Capricorn, which is very systems and structures. Then it was in Aquarius and that's awakening to the humanity and technology and nonlinear thinking. And so it was like all the systems and structures. Now we're looking at the ways they affect humanity. What the ways that they're serving us, the ways that they're not serving us. And so a lot came to light with Saturn and Aquarius of like, no, these systems and structures are hurting people. They're not serving us. And now as we move into Pisces, Pisces is a water sign. So Pisces is very, uh, it's the emotional depths. It's the big dreams. It's the deep desires. It's often the stuff we keep hidden inside of us. But because Saturn is about boundaries and structures, I heard the analogy the other day of a jellyfish. Like a jellyfish can go with the flow, but it still is separate from the water. It still has its own boundary. So if we're entering a few years of deep soul excavation and truth, which is kind of what I'm feeling and what aligns with this astrology, if we're in this phase now of, okay, we had all these oppressive systems and structures, we see how they're not serving us, we see how there's harm being done to the people, we're ready to move into this new way. Now we're going to each individually connect with our deeper truth, our passions, our purpose, what matters the most to us. And now we're going to experience that and bring that to the world. That will shape us going forward. But how can we boundary ourselves? And sometimes boundaries are our relationships. Boundaries are the way that we interact with each other. But we also have boundaries in our day, in our time. Our boundaries can be like, I, you know, my morning practice goes from this time to this time. Or during this window of my day is when I do self-care. Or this is what my schedule and flow feels like day to day. Now, you can... Even find support and structures and boundaries around exploring your purpose and your depth and your emotional 
ocean within you, right? This, this deep, dark space of your deepest hopes and desires and dreams. Like those deserve attention. But those are easy spaces to lose ourselves. And so what is it that you're being like called to look at? With these deep feelings, often there's fear, there's uncertainty. It's not boundaried. It's wide and deep. It's vast and large. What we want, what we feel, what we care about, what we're called to. And I know for myself in this, I had to make a conscious choice of I know I'm becoming this new version of myself. I know my work is becoming new in a way because I've never worked this way before. I'm still teaching and talking about a lot of the same things I always have. They're deeper, they're broader, they're a little different, but it's the same stuff. How do we look inside, find what matters, lead a life of intention and purpose? How can we live the best that we can live? But also, how do we do this with integrity for ourselves? If I have these rigid expectations of myself that I'm trying to follow, but then I'm teaching my clients to find the nourishment and the rest and the balance and the flow in their lives, that's not me being in integrity. I can't tell you how many of my clients recently, when I say goodbye to them, are reminding me to take care of myself because I've spent months and years reminding them of how important they are and how important their well-being is and that they get to choose themselves. And they're pouring that back into me. And it's such a great reminder, but it's also a beautiful thing to see that like, no, this is the way we live now. We live in a way where we center our own needs and desires. Because if I don't do that, the world certainly isn't going to center what I need for me. My family, they're all busy doing their own thing. They care about me and my well-being, but I am not the center of anyone's life except my own. So it is my job and responsibility to center my own needs and desires. And in this transitional time, I have to, to be integrity, stop doing some things in the old way that I was doing them. And that might mean they don't get the consistent attention that I'd like to give them just yet or for a time. Just like this podcast, it might not be something for the next couple of months that is as consistent as I would like it until I'm able to create those systems and structures to support that flow. And There's that contrast of being 
a good business owner, having an identity of being someone who's consistent and responsible and reliable and trustworthy with being in deep integrity with myself. And I want to be someone who is in integrity with myself and in integrity in the world. I want my actions to be in alignment with the person I am becoming and with the way I deeply desire to be living. And on a slight tangent, when I look at the wellness, the healing communities, the feminine empowerment, the spiritual woman, I mean, there's so much of this now that exists in marketing. And it's funny because I, I live in those spaces. I am into human design and astrology. I am connecting with the earth and mystical and shamanic practices. I am into breath work and somatic movement and embodiment and spirituality and connecting with the Akashic records and sound healing and all of these incredible things. I am into business coaching and life coaching and helping people connect with their deepest desires and figure out how to live the best life possible. However, I am not someone who wants to teach that from a place of, I have it all figured out. Look at how great my life is. I'm so perfect. You should totally work with me. Look at how, whatever. Look at how much I'm crying on camera. Look at how much I'm dancing on camera. Look at how much I'm half naked on camera. Look at how much I'm, none of it is like, look at my one screenshot, like my one kind of talking point of my life, right? Like this thread that goes through. And it's interesting because there's so much in the world of business and marketing that's all about show them that you've been in pain and that you've overcome it. And then you can guide them that way too. Look at me. I lost a hundred pounds. I can help you lose a hundred pounds. Look at me. I took my business to, you know, six figures. Now I can help you take your business to six figures. Look at me. I'm so spiritual now and I can help you be so spiritual. Look at me. I am connected with my life purpose and now I'm going to help you connect with your life purpose. And then there's the pain points of like, let's point out all the ways you're not living your best life and make you feel, just reinforce how shitty it feels to not live your best life. And then look at me, I have the solution. It's funny because I work in these realms. I really do help people connect with their passion and their purpose. I help them find peace. I help them 
guide them through deep healing and come out the other side as more whole people who are able to live in their own truth and integrity. But the fact is that I don't have the answers. The answers are inside each of us. And I am skilled at helping people connect with themselves and learn to decipher and understand and trust their inner wisdom and strategize how to use the messages they get to implement change in their life. But at the end of the day, I'm not doing it. I don't have the answers. There's not a six-part process to fix your life and make you better. And in fact, like, I bet you there's a huge percentage of your life that's already freaking awesome right now. Like, in my time to pause, to reflect, to put down a lot of things and really look at where I'm at, I realized that 70% of my life is fantastic. It's wonderful. I have an amazing family. My children are thriving. My marriage is growing and building. And though, just like with many people, the last few years have brought challenges. We've been working and growing together. And that feels rewarding. And I love the work that I do. I love the impact I get to have. I love the way that I get to help people live better. I love being in nature. I love, I'm learning to love my body in new ways. Um, find more peace within myself. Like, there, I have great community and friendships and relationships. And instead of looking at like the 30% of my life that I want to change, I would like to have these systems and structures already in place. I would like to be at a certain income level. I would like to move into a new house. Like there are things in my life that I would like to change. But when I really look at my whole life, it's great in a lot of ways. And so I believe that most people's lives are great in a lot of ways, but the challenges or the pain points or the problems cloud our vision. It makes us feel like that's all there is. This relationship problem is the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's just such a drain in my life or the job that's unfulfilling. It's just so frustrating that it's just such a drain in my life. And I think that when we feel like everything is a problem that needs fixing or we're a problem that needs fixing or there's something wrong with us and it needs fixing, even in healing, you know, I've, I've healed PTSD and trauma. And I mean, trauma is like a ball of yarn. I mean, it just, or an onion. There's so many layers to it that you're in and out of healing and working with and supporting yourself through life and trauma because they intersect. You're alive. You're a human in a body and there's going to be traumatic shit that happens. It's just a fact. And some people's trauma is more disruptive in their life than others. Um, 
and sometimes it comes to the surface at different times, depending on what's going on. But all of this doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that your life is just totally fucked up and it needs to be changed and you need to do things different. That's just not the way that it works. And that's not the way that I want to work. I don't want to point out all the reasons you're suffering and then come to your rescue and then help fix you. I want the world to be full of people who feel more whole and are able to be more in deep relationship and connection with themselves and live more truly as they desire Because those people that are alive and in integrity and alignment with their truth will pour into the world because they feel so full. They are so full, they have more to give others. And it's this ripple effect of, if I'm constantly empty because I'm pouring into everyone else, but I'm never filled back up. I don't have a lot to pour out. I can only really support a small circle. But if I'm so full, and I'm receiving so much, I'm so energized and happy, and the things in my life, more often than not, are filling me instead of draining me. And I just then grow in my capacity to give. I can give more to my community. I can give more to my family. And I'm not pouring into myself just to give, but I know that the more whole I am, the more full I am, the more I can hold space for others. And then the more full they are in themselves, the more they can do in their community. And instead of all of us running out around like at a quarter of a tank, feeling depleted and empty, We can all run around feeling whole and great and well, and we can do more good. And we're not always going to feel whole and great and well. And when we're not, that's when we need to receive more. That's when it's time to like pour back into ourselves. That's when it's time to stop overgiving, stop draining yourself so that you can be more full. Now, I realize this was a very wandery conversation, but I wanted to speak to being in integrity with where you're at right now, having an awareness of being in transition, and instead of wanting and forcing yourself to Meet all these arbitrary expectations as you're transitioning, as you're shifting, as you're learning to be new and different. What can you pause or put down or hold a little more lightly so that you're more full? so that you're more clear, so that you have a little more space to tune into what it is that you really want. 
so that when you're deciding what this new version of you is committed to, who you're committed to being, what you're committed to doing, you can do that with fullness and energy versus trying to do this new thing and wearing yourself out with all of the old. I hope this was helpful. I hope that by sharing my experience, you can see some common threads and relatability to your own life. And I hope that over the coming few months that you can have patience with me in this space, in this channel, as I shift and renew and redefine what it means to show up in this space. Because I feel change coming here. I feel myself having impactful conversations with other healers and other practitioners and other people, humans on their own healing and growth journeys. I hope to, I hope to put down enough of my own rigidity and expectations to allow it to become new and more true more in integrity, more impactful, the space, to be more of what it's being called to be. Just like holding the space for myself to change allows me to bring forth the truest part of myself, and the truth of what I'm here to share and teach. Because when you have rigid expectations and boundaries that protect a well-worn life, a deeply inhabited life, it can be hard to break free of that and become new. So here's to all of us connecting with our deep purpose, swimming in the waters of our love and imagination, and I don't know, tuning into what's the next big evolution for you for our world, for our communities, for our families. And instead of approaching your healing and your growth and your evolution as a fixing a problem, I invite you to approach the next phase of your life as shedding more of what isn't true for you and embracing the fullness 
of who you are in a bigger way. Until next time, thanks for being here. Talk to you soon.